Happy Friday, everybody. If you still believe in that kind of thing, especially if you're a Razorback fan, welcome into the Pod at the Palace. It's Curtis Wilkerson, joined as always by my man Scotty Borderline with Natty State Sports here from the headquarters in downtown Fayetteville. Um, things have gone from bad to worse for Arkansas basketball. I think that's probably fair to say. Very fair. Um, feels like the Hogs have hit rock bottom of the Eric Musselman era at the very least. Hopefully, this is rock bottom. I mean, 10 and 9 overall, 1 and 5 in SEC play. Average margin of defeat, 20.6 points per game. They just got their doors blown off by Ole Miss in basketball. Um, it gets worse. 127 in the net. That's their net ranking. 105 at Kim Palm. They're eliminated from the net large bid for the NCAA tournament. No consideration there at this point. Um, Tremont Mark misses the game with migraines. TB's got a sore knee. Devo gets benched. Caleb Battle rolls his ankle. Makai Mitchell gets slapped in the face. Layton Blocker falls down. Um, so injury has been added to insult. Um, harsh or not, it's kind of becoming, you know, hard to deny that, that Muss has lost this team. Man, they are not competitive at the moment. Um, oh, by the way, Scotty, the most explosive offense in the country is coming to town on Friday. Uh, college game day is going to be here in Fayetteville. We could talk to those guys tomorrow, and the Hogs are going to be on the biggest stage of college basketball. So, all is well, right? I think that's it. You covered it all in a minute and a half. Yeah. I so, mean, we're done, right? We're we asked <laughs> the folks on John's show, like, how long do y'all want the pot at the Palace to be on Friday? And didn't get a response. So, I think we're just... with. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna end it at two minutes. What do you think? Eight seconds? Yeah, that was good. Out in eight seconds. Yeah, I think that I think that pretty much that pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, that was that was good. Uh, no, in all honesty, like I don't know about you, but I I really don't feel like wasting much time breaking down this Ole Miss game because we wasted too much time watching it. Um, it feels like we've talked about it all already, yeah. um, just in in not losing on the road by a million at Ole Miss fashion. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I don't, I don't have anything else to, to say about that game at all. It was a, it was a complete mess. Uh, listed the guys who either didn't play or, or got hurt or whatever throughout, but, um, they just, they weren't competitive in this one. Um, uh, the, the team looked like they let go of the rope. They trailed for 39 minutes. They never led. Um, it was ugly. Uh, it's yeah. not, not a, not a good look for the, uh, for the program there. So, um, I don't know, Scotty. I mean, I think at this point we probably both agree, especially based on our content that's been going out. Um, this season is, it's done, man. Um, they'll play the games. They'll probably win a few. They will play the games. Yeah. They'll win a few that we didn't expect, but it's, uh, kind of feeling like a, like a lost season at this point to me. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, um, I know you had the, the idea and I agreed with it wholeheartedly. Uh, look into the transfer portal a little bit. See if you can find any any gems that you know may have caught your eye. Uh, maybe even hidden gems that caught your eye. You know, opponents on on Arkansas's non-con schedules. There were some there were some dudes that yeah. Um, I would imagine Eric and his staff or Arkansas will be looking at. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. At the very least, they'll be looking at. Yeah, them. they'll 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 definitely be looking at them. Uh, hopefully, they've been feelers to everybody. Well, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> hopefully they've been back channeling and, and getting a hold of some of these guys, like putting the bug in the in the ear there. Remember oh, what Joe. you did to us? Uh, come do that for us. Right. Maybe it would be the right way to go about it. Uh, but yeah, I thought maybe we could play a little game of, um, you know, like the old school VCR. You know, like we could rewind 
uh, and then we could fast forward because the present sucks and I, I'm tired of living in it. So uh, maybe for the pot at the palace here, we could like escape reality and, and get back to the glory days or uh, maybe look ahead at, at, at what the, the, you know, better times are going to look like. We could just tell stories from, you know, either our trips, our trip to the Bahamas together Man. or Buffalo or San Francisco or Des Moines or Vegas. We can just let us know if y'all want us to do that. Like we'll just, yeah. we'll. That we might do that on Monday. Yeah, because that, that's I, I think after uh, after they catch a, a case of, of John Calipari on Saturday, um, that's probably where we're going to be. Yeah, like we'll just lead off and tell Rob you. Rob Dillingham I, might catch a charge on Saturday. Yeah, I might tell I might hop on here Monday and tell you guys all about um, Scotty's antics at uh, at Circa at the sports book in in Vegas. You know, um, talk to you guys about this nacho place we ate at. We, we, I mean, we got some good stories from uh, when I went to Vegas earlier this month. Yeah, uh, when I did not have a job. Um, <laughs> Welcome stayed, back to employment, by the way. Stayed right down the street from uh, from that nacho place. Would recommend it. Yeah, Nacho Daddy. That's, that's you're ever for down Monday, there. I guess. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's for Monday. We're getting ahead of ourselves here for sure. Well, let's uh, let's rewind first, and and then we'll fast forward. Um, looking back, Scotty, just just in hindsight now, um, what do you recall as like the first real red flag that we should have identified that would have told us that this was getting ready to happen to this basketball team? Does a moment stand out to you? I mean, I think you can go back to even as early as like game three against Old Dominion. You almost gave up 80. Right. Old Dominion. Like Old Dominion's got a nice piece that I'll talk about. We can talk about later when we get to transfer portal discussion. Um, But Old Dominion right now Mm. is sitting at a pretty 272 on Kempom in terms of the efficiency margin. They're at 272. You should have beat that team to sleep, man. Yeah. But that was like the first – I think that was like the first like I did one of those like these guys maybe it's just an off game defensively maybe it's mm-hmm. an off night um but that was the first time I kind of like maybe did one of those and was like I just, I just I don't maybe not like maybe yeah. they just don't defend maybe they don't defend next time out they get handled on their home court by Greensboro right so maybe that feeling that I had in that during that old Dominion game wasn't just my stomach acting up um but i think the the moment if you want to go back not as far i think back to the unc wilmington game at home arkansas won at 106 to 90. nobody talked about arkansas giving up 90 points to wilmington yeah it was all about keon minifield right changes the pace hey so what you know, yeah, we may have given up 90, but we scored 106. And Minifield changes the pace and the complexion and the, the tempo and all these insert basketball lingo word sure. here. Um, and there was, and then Eric was, you know, he was quick. He was ready to get on that flight to go to San Diego. And so it was just like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And there was no, no discussion about the defense really whatsoever. I think that was more left to people that, you know, subscribe to message boards and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was that was a <coughs> second second big. Um, if I had to say, if I had to do number one, Old Dominion, number two was just like you just gave up ninety to these dudes. Yeah, and it's just like just got swept under the rug because Keon Minifield went crazy. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting because I I kind of have one along the same link, uh, wavelengths there. I think for me, um, 
Yeah, I, I thought about some of those things with Old Dominion, but I'll admit, like, even after that and then after the Greensboro loss, I was still, I was very much still in, they're working out the kinks. They'll, I remember your vibe after that Greensboro game, dude. It was not good. Yeah, they, and they lose <laughs> that Greensboro team, and it's just like, you can't do that at Bud Walton Arena. Like, they had the scare against them last year yeah. when Brazil went down, but they found a way to win that game. Uh, you know, they've had some close calls in the past, but... Yeah, that was the first. I mean, it was the first non-conference home loss of, of Eric Musselman's tenure against anybody, and uh, that set off some red flags for me. And then I remember us going to the Bahamas, um, and they looked like, well, at the practice we attended, they looked great. I thought they yeah. were locked in. They were engaged. There was a lot of energy in there. And I remember leaving that practice, you know, with you thinking, man, they might they might win this thing yeah. here in the Bahamas. And then they look like dog water against Stanford. They shouldn't have won that game. They yeah. did. Um, but I think the the part that really stuck out the most to me was pregame. The next two games, there was no energy. There was no life. Definitely. There was no juice. There was no hype. Jeremiah Davenport was like the only guy out there who had a pulse. Right. And that stood out to me more than the games themselves because it was just like, do you guys want to be here? Because you don't look like it. And I remember us sitting there. I mean, we were right on the baseline. And it was like, are they just completely out of it and checked out? Or are they like laser focused? Right. Well, they were checked out. Right. And I think we've continued to see that. So those were big moments for me. And then to your point on Minifield, um, that Lipscomb game where in North Little Rock, where Arkansas is up 20, uh, but Minifield makes his debut and he winds up playing a ton of minutes in that game. Arkansas nearly chokes it away. So many things about that. Like it's just like one red flag after another. If you really go back and think about it, because you got a dude who has been getting scout team reps the whole year, and he gets eligible less than 24 hours before, and then he's immediately playing a huge role for yeah, he played you. 19 minutes that game. Yeah, and Minifield, I like him. I think he's got potential. I think he brings a different dynamic. He ain't that good. Yeah. You know, he ain't that good. It's not like you added a first-team all-league guy to the roster there. So for him to have that kind of role right away probably should have told you a lot about where Arkansas, Arkansas was. point guard play was yeah. severely lacking at that point. And then they blow the lead. They wind up winning that game. But there was a certain someone that I'm not going to name his name, but I noticed uh, at halftime of that game was not with the team at halftime. He was just chilling outside the locker room. Uh, from the start of the half until they I went back out for warm-ups. Yeah. And I thought that was weird, um, but whatever. And then, like, Tremont Marks comments after the game about not knowing what their identity or personality is, and then Musk getting mad at me for asking him about playing 13 guys in the first half. There was just a lot of things from that particular game where I was like, this might actually kind of be a mess. Yeah. I still gave them the benefit of the doubt that they'd figure it out, and they didn't. So I, I think the point of the conversation we're having here is um, we gave a lot of benefit of the doubt because we've seen the struggles Absolutely. before early yeah. and, and it was warranted. Um, but now that we know that <laughs> this is a, it's a shit show, you know, I, I think we can actually go back and really look at some of these things and be like, Oh yeah, we probably should have paid more attention to that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is bad. The other thing that, that really strikes me is, I can't remember which game the streak ended. It might have been against Lipscomb. Didn't give up 70 points uh, for the first time in a long – at least 70 points for the first time in a long time. And Thank God their two best players were out. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Damn. Um, 
But yeah, they didn't give up 20 points to at least one guy, I think, for the first oh, yeah. time in yeah. seven or eight games. Um, I mean, we feel like we've beaten this to death, but like mm -hmm. the, in the past, mm -hmm. they've they've been able to, you know, not they don't get the star player and hold him down every time because star players sometimes do star player things and they sure. just get theirs. Wade Taylor. Yes. You know, yeah. Antonio oh. Reeves. Dude, right. Dudes get theirs. They just, it tends to happen. Can't wait to see Reeves again Saturday. So. Oh yeah, that's great. And he's got he's got company. Yeah, he's about their seventh time. best player yeah. or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> he's still nice. But yeah, the I think it's just the lack of holding <clears throat> star players down. David mm -hmm. Jones, uh, at Memphis, R.J. Davis, just let those guys get loose. Uh, Every time the, I hear David Jones, I I want to choke myself because Arkansas could have got him against Stanford. Went for twenty seven. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, and that's. I forget that kind of because Arkansas ended up winning that game and we didn't it might have been a note that I wrote in a notebook at the right. time um, but yeah it's just that was that was also a, a concern like you're not there were early signs that they're not connected defensively that they maybe just don't they just don't complement one another really defensively at all um, and then just letting guys get loose on them I mean mm -hmm. that was a pretty consistent thing, and that if that happens consistently, that's a that's an issue that will, you know, you don't just snap out of that. I don't I don't feel like you just snap out of that. That's right. that's going to be you know maybe a, a chronic thing. Is I, I don't I'm going to preface asking you a question with saying I'm not sure I have a good answer for it. But so I'm, I'm sure I won't either. Then. <laughs> do Do you think looking back again uh, before we move forward, which will be a lot more enjoyable, um, like is there anything that stands out to you maybe that Arkansas or, or Eric Musselman or these guys could have done differently to not be where they're at right now? I know it's a loaded question to think about like right off the top, but I'm going to, I'm going to appease you for a second. Thank you. What if you just let L. Ellis rock a little bit after that Greensboro game, after the, right after the Greensboro yeah. game, like, you know, losing at Greensboro, Losing to Greensboro at home, I get it, man. It's bad. Mm. Awful look, not a good look. And L had four turnovers in that game, and I don't think he had an assist. I mean, I'm going strictly off memory, <clears throat> I think, but I'm pretty sure zero assists, four turnovers. And so I kind of get it. Like, you're about to go to the Bahamas. You're going to, you know, play against an uptick in competition, a guy that just turned the ball over four times against a UNC directional school. You know, I, I kind of get seeing what your other options are right um you know but that shot his confidence and yeah. he said you know as soon as they got back they played duke and then he had a great game against duke and then he admitted flat out in the post-game press conference he's like yeah man when i was in the bahamas i was you know i was i was in my own head right duh right. yeah <laughs> i mean how are you not here's what killed me about that was l in that game against greensboro that was arguably the, the worst first half I've ever seen from a Razorback. Like, just being honest, like his first half, that was horrible. All those turnovers came in. It was d defensive lapses. Like, it was a complete mess. But in the second half, the only reason Arkansas was within striking distance was because of L. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he scored in that game. Yeah, 19. They all came in the second half. Um, so he kind of, I thought he responded the right way. After He was a big part of the reason why Arkansas was in a hole, but he was also a, a, the reason why they got out of it. Right. Uh, and they still fell short. 
Um, but then to just kind of have the rug pulled out from under you right after that, and like you're immediately taken out of the starting lineup, and then all of a sudden like you can't make a single mistake without getting pulled, and then you've got a true freshman who hasn't been playing, who all of a sudden he's playing 30 minutes a game, and listen, I love Blocker, and I, I damn sure think he should be playing a lot now yeah. uh, at this point, but he was making turnovers. And he was making bad decisions. And he was gambling making mistakes. On gambling on defense. He's all the, the same thing. The Stanford game went to a second overtime. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people have pointed out, well, you know, like Devo's got such a long leash and L doesn't. Well, at the time, especially like, hey, Devo's had three full years of a track record to have earned that. So I get it, even though he was not playing well at the time either. But I wonder what kind of message it sent a guy like L to be just completely cast aside. Um, after I think responding within a game the way you want your point guard to, um, and then having a, a true freshman who hadn't been playing, all of a sudden he's just the dude. Yeah. And then now you look at it on the flip side going down the road, and it, we've kind of seen this revolving door with all these guys. And yes, um, I absolutely agree with Eric Musselman in terms of these dudes aren't playing hard. I got to keep, you know, mixing and matching and trying to make combinations work and trying to find the right, you know, lineup of guys who will just, you know, give effort or whatever. Um, but they never gave them a chance to settle into roles, right? Uh, to define who they were, how their pieces fit, and that's why we have just this complete. It's like a, a Rubik's cube that's a complete mess right now. Like none of the colors match. It's just, yeah. uh, I think that goes all the way back to the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think if you want if, if you wanted to get the best out of L, I think you have to understand that he just like he comes with that, you know. The defense lacks baggage, right? Um, and, and they you, they it, went into the portal season knowing that, right? Like exactly. that's yeah. that was their they recruited that way, yeah. Exactly, mm -hmm. and um, same with battle and yeah, and, and like he just he didn't get a chance to maybe you know find his true self early because you know if you made a defensive mistake early you were getting yanked right and l ellis make a defensive mistake imagine that <laughs> yeah he's gonna come out quick yeah you know what i'm saying right um but i mean there's there's the perfect point guard the absolute perfect point guard does not exist everybody makes mistakes man right everybody has those days yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and it, um but yeah, like let the kid let the kid play play through some mistakes, and then maybe he can, you know, when he, um, let him make some mistakes, and like he can, you know, maybe find himself, and maybe your offense would not be outside the top one hundred in right efficiency. Your defense still might be pretty bad, yeah. Um, but you might be able to offset that a little bit if you know you could score some points, which is which what they right now, which is what theoretically they were trying to do when they put this roster together, and it's it's just the perfect storm of suck for for a guy like Ellis because, um, you know he also comes from a terrible situation in yep. Louisville, no doubt, um, and so he has to kind of reframe his mind to be a, you know, not the guy on a terrible team to being a guy on a good team. Um, and, and you spend the entire preseason hyping him up and talking about how he's emerged as a vocal leader and he's been the most improved since he arrived on campus and how he's embracing being a distributor. And then you hype him up in the preseason. He has all these great performances. And the first sign of adversity, which is really a big test of, of his character, uh, character and his makeup because of his past, that you just kind of 
shove him off. Like, what do you expect? Like, how do you expect him to react? Yeah. Um, and so I think that was a miscalculation there on the part of the staff. But then the bigger or maybe an equal issue is you can't then turn to L and say, use this guy as an example of what you should be doing because Devo stinks and Mark stinks on defensively battle stinks like all these guys who are making the same mistakes but still playing all the minutes and then you know you got a guy like L going well what's different about me yeah and there's just a trickle down there and and I wonder if there's some animosity now that's been created inadvertently by uh just the and I know every every player's treated let's not we're not naive to that they're all treated differently but like there's not a consistency in what gets you on the floor? What takes you off of it from player to player? Yeah, for sure. And and Eric has said he's told us he's like, you know, there were days that L didn't handle it great. Right. That could not have been unexpected. No kidding. On the staff, <laughs> yeah. on the staff's point or on the staff's part, um, because you know he's he's got free reign at mm-hmm. Louisville to to do whatever. He can make mistakes and continue to play through them. And then he comes here and then he makes a mistake and then he's not playing. Of course, that's going to damage your psyche yeah. a little bit. Um, did you have Did you have another another place where um, outside of L. Ellis, where maybe something something different playing out could have changed some things? Well, uh, no, because my thought was was kind of the broad topic that we touched on. But mm-hmm. I, I think L is probably the best example of just the inconsistencies in like expectations from from guy to guy. Um, you know, and, and the different lengths of leashes, whether warranted or not. I just think for whatever reason, and, and this has always been the case with, with Eric's teams, uh, but eventually, like, guys settle in, they buy in, and the cream has always risen to the top. And we just haven't seen that with this group. And for whatever reason, yeah. I think those those differences and just the way the program is run, and it's not saying that Muss has a like he's not running it the right way or whatever because it means he's proven that his methods work. Yeah. But with this group of guys, whatever their mental makeup is, it hasn't. Um, and and I think maybe he's trying to make those adjustments now to the whoever puts in the work or you know or whatever whoever's doing things the right way or representing the program the right way. They put out the other day against against Ole Miss. That was the most <laughs> these guys tried at practice. Exactly. starting group I've ever seen. Yeah. And then they're down by 10 right away. And it's, you know, and so if you're must, like, you got to sink or swim with it. And they could have gotten beat by 50 and rode with those guys. Or you could have given, you know, some other guys some looks and lose by 25. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. I'm getting depressed again. Should you we like, move on? yeah, we're going to fast forward now. It's time to fast forward. <laughs> um, because honestly, like, this offseason is going to be so, so vital. I mean, it's critical. For the future of this Absolutely. program, um, and and listen, I'm just I'm just gonna be honest with you guys right now. Like those who have been continuously like beating the drum for more continuity and less roster turnover, like you're gonna be pissed because at a bare minimum, Arkansas is gonna be adding six transfers in the off season to go along with the two freshmen that are already coming in, and it is not unrealistic at all to see Arkansas adding ten transfers this off season. I'm yeah. not exaggerating like it's listen to curtis on this guys (laughs) it 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 is a very real possibility and it's gonna be it's just gonna be a brand new team it just is um and i mean if you're a razorback fan right now like don't you want that like do you want this entire team to run it back next year (laughs) yeah come shopping with us we're uh 
Exactly. We're about to go. We're about to go, uh, about to go looking for some guys. Yeah, some come dudes. come shopping with us because we're on it. Because I, I think, um, you know, there there are three things that really stand out to me going into portal season. Um, I think they've got to get more winners, uh, guys who are proven contributors from winning programs. I think that stuff matters. Um, I think they got to get more of the prototypes. Must you know he's drooling over Ole Miss's roster full of six six dudes. You know who they're tough. They play defense. They can. They're switchable. Get ready for a lot of that. They can't shoot. Like get yeah. get ready for a lot of that. Um, and then like they don't have a choice but to revamp the front court because Bayfall is the only one with eligibility left. Um, this ain't FIBA, okay? Like less chicken, more beef. Like please, for the love of God, can Arkansas get a big <laughs> physical, like imposing presence in the paint? Um, because it's been sweet around the rim. All year, and yeah, no they joke. ran it back. It's just, uh, it drives me nuts. Whatever. Anyway, we know Must has a knack for identifying guys who like they they've prepared for and played against, uh, and getting them in the program. So let's do a little back and forth with like right. some of the guys that we've seen this year um, that could be good fits if, if they if they enter the portal or maybe if Arkansas's you know back channel them right now because it is a thing. I know that you've uh, been looking into this, so why don't you throw a few guys at me? Let's see if we have some uh, some of the same guys on the list here. Okay, I'll uh, I'll start with the point guard spot. Okay, okay. And you mentioned wanting guys, you know, that come from winning programs, winning players. Um, how about JP Pegues from Furman? Ooh, yeah, six one one eighty five. And if you're wondering what he did against Arkansas, he put up twenty one points, six assists. Um, J.P. Pegues, as far as I know, let me find Furman again. J.P. Pegues is a junior this season. So he's got – he has years left. He has not, to my knowledge, has not transferred yet. Um, he's won in the NCAA tournament. He has hit a game winner against um, – Virginia. he hit a game winner against Virginia. So he's winner. He's a winner. I like him a lot. I'm glad that you started with Furman. Interestingly enough, I did I didn't throw him on my initial list when I was looking at it. Uh, but yeah, that's People the kind of dude you need. Play all the right. time. That's a vet. Yes. With a winning mindset, comes from a, a program that's had quite a bit of success the last several years. You know who I like Bob from Ritchie. Furman? Who's that? I like Alex Williams. Okay. You remember that dude? Yeah. Six five, two hundred and thirty five pounds. He's he's built like a brick shit house. Um, he had 20 points on Arkansas, and this big dude hit five threes. He did, like TB he? had no, he had no answer. He had yeah. nothing for him I love at that. all. Yeah, I love that. That's my kind of guy. Just a big, strong dude that can hit threes. Sure. I felt like Theo Vaughn right there, and he's just like, "You ever pet a dog? <laughs> yeah. And the dog didn't walk <clears throat> away. God, I love that. Pet that dog. <laughs> JP Pegues, Alex Williams, two, both those guys both scored 20 plus on Arkansas. Why not? Yeah. So why not? Roll with it. Six was, five two thirty five. It's, I mean, Alex Williams can step out, shoot it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a freaking SEC tight end or an SEC linebacker, um, or the scariest running back you've ever seen in your life. That too. Um, <laughs> and he can, yeah, he can bruise you up a little bit. All right, okay, I like it. What do you got next? Um, you know, I mentioned Old Dominion earlier. Yeah, Chauncey Jenkins loved him. Six, I had him on my list too. Six four, one seventy three from Old Dominion. Put up twenty one points, seven rebounds on Arkansas. I like I like his game a lot. Yeah. And then you know if if he does wind up coming here, we can ask him if it's Chance, which I doubt. Right. Chauncey. Chauncey sounds right. Yeah. 
Shout out to L, uh, to uh, I almost called him L Ellis. Shout out to Andrew Ellis right outside the pod room. What's he doing he's right just, now? He's just he's, staring. He's probably trying to go just, home. Just staring. He's probably you trying to go grab home. his bag. It's okay. You have our permission. <laughs> Not in his head. Um, okay, I got Mikael Brown Jones. Remember him? Yes, I had him down too. UNCG. Um, you know, like they, they had the twins or whatever, the Langley twins Langley at Brothers, Torch, Arkansas. Yeah. They're probably out of eligibility, I think but they are too, yeah. Mikhail Brown Jones, he reminds me of like a, a BJ Mack light. Um, yeah. you know, six eight two twenty. That's good. So I like that. Yeah, size. and he looks strong, man. Like yeah. he's kind of physically imposing, but you know, he's physical, he's versatile, he's got a bag around the around the bucket. Um, he can put it on the deck a little bit. He can make some threes. I think he's like. Something crazy. He's like 18 of 30 or something from three this yeah, year. Yeah, 60% from three on 30 attempts. Yeah, so he's he's taking, you know, it's a low volume, but he's knocking them down. Um, Tells I, me he's a good shot taker. Yes, yes, he's a good shot taker. Uh, he kind of seemed like a glue guy for them, but he's also very productive. Uh, I love that kind of guy. Like, get him in here, please. Yes. Um, that Give me that for a power forward um, all day long. Shooting almost 60%. Yeah. Two, on on two point attempts and almost an eighty percent free throw shooter, draws a bunch of fouls per forty minutes. I mean that sounds like mm-hmm. he. I mean he sounds like he's right up high FTA guy. Right, right. That's Eric's. Those are Eric's guys. Yeah. The last one that I had, Trezarian White from Damn UNC it. Wilmington. Got my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Six seven one ninety. Um, yeah. Back in my former <clears throat> place of employment when I had a. Um, had to get on message boards every day. Right after Arkansas played Wilmington, an entire several threads actually were started with, I can't wait until Trezarian White's in an Arkansas uniform next Dude. year. There were so many of those threads. Yes. Oh, we talk about the prototype. I mean, here here he is, six seven, hundred and ninety pounds. He's long as a Monday. He scored twenty eight points on Arkansas. He can't shoot. Longer uh, than a day at home alone with your dude, kids. Yeah, gets to the line, but he shoot like fifteen free throws against Arkansas. I don't know how many he made. Yeah, that but, sounds about right. Um, yeah, that dude is he is the guy. He is Eric Musselman's kind of guy. Yeah, he came off the bench to put up twenty eight on Arkansas. That's right. He also comes off the bench, right? So maybe he's. I mean, I think if you get a guy like that, you start him clearly. Y- yeah, but <laughs> you know he's you know he's got some experience coming off the bench, so that wouldn't be hypothetically brand new or theoretically brand new. Right. Yeah, I think, it, you know, and we talked about those guys, you know, some of these guys from non-conference play that that we like, some of these mid-majors. Um, I love those hidden gems like that. I do think that Arkansas needs to uh, maybe find a better balance between those kind of guys and getting, you know, we talk about guys from winning programs and everything, but like from big programs, from high majors who, you know, experience the SEC grind or grind similar to that of the SEC because they got all these dudes from the you know like the American this year, good players or whatever. But it is a little bit different. So you know I I kind of look around and um, you know maybe not specific guys, but I like some of those guards and wings that Oklahoma had. Just yes. they're just solid. They're yeah. physical as hell, uh, tough. You know like they had the uh, you know Soars, the guy who transferred to him from Oregon, just a really nice player. Like. The Owe guy, the Uzan guy. They got some weird names, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Javian McCollum was a big pickup. McCollum from Siena, yeah. From Siena, yeah. Like I, I like those kind of guys. Um, you know, I think about some of the guys that they probably, 
that they pursued in the offseason that maybe they could have pursued harder or been a little bit more patient and had a chance with, uh, like David Jones from Memphis. I mean, he's an ab- he would be a killer. He is a really good over points bet on Saracen. Yes. Very, very good. Yeah. I've had good success with, with and that, again, with like David enough, Jones. And again, like a 6'6 dude that can do it all. Yeah, he's, it, just, he's just a scorer. He's just a hooper. Right. And when you're trying to figure out, um, you know, because like Arkansas reaches out to every guy that enters the portal, and so you'll see that so-and-so has heard from 30 schools and Arkansas. If you want to know who they're serious about, any wing that's between 6'5 and 6'7 <laughs> that can't shoot but can play multiple positions and defend, like that's who they're interested in, Versa- every single one of them. Versatility. So just believe that. Or a tall point guard. <laughs> so, Did you put down any current SEC players? Um, no, I, I didn't. Think, I think the, you know, Alan Flanagan from Auburn to Ole Miss ad. That. You need yes. that. I The only note I made about an SEC, I swear, the, the only note I made about SEC players was give me 13 Alan Flanagans. Like, that's what Muss is looking for yeah. right there. Love that um, roster is nothing but six six guys. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think we I think we kind of got an understanding here of of where we're at, and we're gonna th- like this is a segment here that we're gonna continue to do at least once a week the rest of the season. Where and it'll be you know some SEC guys, or we might just we might pick a different conference every episode and be like, hey, you see this dude? Like if he yeah. hits the portal, this is, this is an Arkansas yeah, kind of guy. Monday, Start we'll watching just, the film. We'll just look specifically at SEC guys. Yes. And then the next time we record, right here on the wall, we'll have our big board, our hot board. Oh, yeah. Because we got like 50 whiteboards in this office. Yeah, we do so. have a bunch of whiteboards. <laughs> get ready for that. Yeah, we bring the one from next door over in here. Yeah. We can get, yeah. We can the get Natty State whiteboard, it. it's coming. There you go. Portal season, baby. And when, when it is portal season... We're gonna be rolling yep, with this. Be on like, top of that. Yeah, we're sure. gonna have this entire wall behind me. It's gonna be all whiteboards, and we're just gonna list everybody that Arkansas talked to. We're, it's gonna be color coded based on it'll who they're like, actually interested like, in, who they're not. It'll look like some of Arkansas's, um, you know, prep sheets. You yeah. Know, when Florida, Florida Barstool thought that Arkansas was, you know, doxing itself and putting its own baseline out of bounds plays and half court sets on pieces of paper and hanging them up. Um, I was actually, you know, the Florida scout. I mean, you don't have to think about that one too hard, but it'll look like that with just like the big, tall, white sheets of paper everywhere. I can't wait. Everywhere. It'll like look those like people a, that. Uh, it'll look like a serial killer podcast. That's what here. I was going to say. Yeah, like the folks that freak out, or like they're trying to solve a crime or whatever, yeah. and you go in their house. And I don't know if you've ever like seen True everywhere. Detective, but it'll be like Rust Cole when he gets yeah. that um, he gets that storage unit. Yeah. And it's just. It's basically a, a, a whole office in Thumbtacks and strings everywhere. Every, yeah, yeah. I can't everything. wait. It, but it'll be a system, though. We'll explain it very thoroughly so you guys understand. For sure. Um, okay. I've got something for you again. I know, I think you liked, and I think the people liked that the trivia questions that oh, I gave God. you on the last podcast <laughs> oh, that we did. Um, All I've right, got okay. Three, I've got three for you today. Okay. Two of the questions only have a single answer. Okay. So you don't have to... I'll have to go to it. And you, I think, like, I'm going to ask you the top five SEC leading scorers again, and the top one hasn't changed. Um, so can you name Arkansas's top five leading scorers in SEC play after six games? Well, Tremont Mark. Correct. Um, boy, oh, boy. Isn't it crazy? Stuck on, stuck on number two. It is. Yeah, it is crazy. 
because, shoot, man, I don't know. Who scored the other day? Uh, Devo didn't score. It's crazy. Brazil didn't do anything. Did Davenport even score? Is it still Davenport number two? Still Davenport. Okay. 7.8. Okay. Um, Graham? <laughs> Brazil. That is correct. Okay. Trevor Brazil, 6.8, number okay. three. Um, L. Ellis. <laughs> Devo. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't do anything. That was a stupid guess. Um Jeez, Minifield. <laughs> Who else is on the team? Give me a position. Garter Ford. It's a guard. Uh, <laughs> Pinion. That's correct. <laughs> Joseph Pinion, fourth on the team in SEC play, six points per game. Has he played in all the games? He's played in four. So that's and helping he's fourth it. That's, on the team and helping his average a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, and then Devo. <laughs> Then, who am I not saying? Mackay. <laughs> Minifield. <laughs> who am I forgetting? Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler Lawson. <laughs> Blocker. <laughs> Battle. <laughs> Dude, who am I missing? You just want me to say it? Yeah, just say it. Jalen Graham. Oh, geez. Okay. Jalen Graham, 5.3 <laughs> points per game. This Fifth. is... This is stupid. So, All right. it, to okay. recap, Tremont Mark, yep. Jeremiah Davenport, yep. Trevin Brazil. Then it went downhill. Joseph Pinion, okay. Jalen Graham, top five leading scorers in SEC play. No ties there. Start them Saturday. Why not? That's your offensive lineup. <laughs> yeah. All right, second question. Okay. Who has made the second most field goals in SEC games? I mean, Tremont Mark's your leading scorer, so he's made the most shots. Um, who is second on this Arkansas team and made field goals in SEC play? Can you confirm to me, because I feel like you wouldn't ask me this question if it was the second leading scorer, so can you confirm to me that it is not Davenport? It's not Davenport. Okay. Um, Graham. That is correct. Very oh, let's good. go. Very good. He is. Yes, okay. So Tremont Mark is 30 of 64 from the field. Uh, Jalen Graham is second on the team in SEC play. To this point, with 14 field goal field goals made through six games through six games. Jeez, Louise, man. Trevin Brazil, third with 13. Jeremiah Davenport, Charles him with 12, and then Keon Minifield has 10. All right, okay. All right. Um, last question, one answer. <laughs> All right. Who is second on this team in field goal attempts in SEC games? Um. Who's been getting them up there? There's Davenport. actually it's actually a pretty it's a pretty close competition at this point for second. Really, yeah. Davenport. <laughs> um, it's not. I think Brazil only took like one shot or something. So I'm not yeah, gonna he say was him. Yeah, for one against Ole Miss, yeah. I believe. Um, Devo. <laughs> Graham. He also Devo only took. Did Devo take a shot the other night? Oh yeah, maybe not. I don't know that he did. I got two more. I got two more thoughts. Graham. <laughs> okay. And hear me out, only because I'm thinking. Took a crap ton of shots against Auburn, and he took a lot of shots last night. Minifield. That is correct. 
<laughs> That's absurd. He is second <laughs> on the team in SEC games with 37 field goal attempts. Um, Tremont Mark first with 64. Uh, but I mentioned that it's pretty heated for, for second right now because Brazil uh, has 35 and Jeremiah Davenport has 34. Wow. So that's Eagle where we're at. 31. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Fantastic. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's like digging for diamonds. Yeah. You know, this I is like nuts, when dude. the SEC stats get updated, it is literally just, but it's, you find gems digging through these numbers quickly, right. obviously, and then finding it, diamonds. These, stat, these trivias, like, it, they're just so telling. They're so telling. It's crazy. I think it's my favorite part of basketball season at this point. Yeah, I'm actually really, I'm really enjoying these. I'm glad you're doing it. So, okay, all right. Um, do, do we do we have SEC lines or is it too early for the weekend? Um, it's too at this point. It's too early. Okay, but I like what you did on the last pod. Just kind of leaned on Kim Palm a little bit. Okay, because I mean, you said what are those numbers are like. Sometimes they're like a point or two. Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah they're close. Two off. Okay. Let's roll um, through them. All right. Uh, Two thirty on Saturday. Auburn is minus four at Mississippi State. Ooh, <laughs> that game is tr- that's like if you're a gambler, that game is trouble. Yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna go. Actually, Mississippi State. I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, like that. I think so. At the hump, they're actually in in a little bit of desperation mode. I think they're better than their record suggests. Um, Auburn is good. They've finally been knocked off. That's a, But that's a tough week to go to Alabama and then to the hump. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a And it's the short turn on a on a Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah give, Saturday, me, give me yeah. the Bulldogs. Give me give me Chris Jans. All right, we're on the same page there. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Alabama is minus 14 at home against LSU. Mm. 7 o'clock tip, by the way. Bama wins, LSU covers. Okay. I I'm just, only considering the letdown factor from that win the other night against Auburn. Yeah, I understand that. I, th- I think I'm going Alabama, though. They're I probably going to they, win man, by 30. They can, man, they can just score. <laughs> yeah. They pro- can score, buddy. If they can't do anything else other than, you know, get away with, you know, being accessories to crimes, they can score. Facts. Yes. They can really score. Okay. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, five o'clock tip off. Tennessee is minus seventeen at Vandy. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Tennessee's good, man. <laughs> they are good. <laughs> Dalton Connect might uh, he might outscore Vanderbilt. Don't you feel like that that series gets a little sideways sometimes? It does. Um, did that end in a buzzer beater last year? Did or maybe man, that was Kentucky that, that Vanderbilt was last beat year. Vanderbilt got somebody. At least once on a buzzer reader. But Tennessee ran into a situation last year where they were getting beat in like the final seconds of games. Tennessee lost at Vanderbilt last year. Okay. Sixty six to sixty five. Yeah. I'm yeah. That might have been I don't, who I wonder who hit that shot. Maybe it was Jordan Wright or something, or maybe it was a Tyron Lawrence kid. That was one hundred percent a buzzer tells beater. Me it was Tyron Lawrence. Because I think like tens of people stormed the court right. after that, <laughs> if I remember correctly. And they got fined you know, hundred and fifty thousand or whatever the hell it is, and it's like, well, I mean, come on, yeah. Like, let's do like a prorated. <laughs> I mean, these twenty-eight kids, they're just, you know, they, yeah, they're not us. Yeah, it's like less than the the amount of managers on the bench exactly. or something. Like, come on, <laughs> smaller yeah. than an Arkansas staff. Yeah, and support staff. Yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> not trying to sway your opinion on that. I'm taking I'm taking Vandy plus seventeen. Okay, at all home. right. I mean, 
I'm going. I, I'm. I'm all in on the watch. Balls. Them take a 35 point L. I mean, that's just the way this goes. <laughs> uh, five o'clock tip. I don't know if you heard this, but Kentucky is coming to Arkansas on Saturday. Kentucky is favored by seven, according to Ken Palm. <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> Kentucky by however many they want to win by. Name it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same. Absolutely. I think that's it. Uh, moving on. South Carolina minus nine at home against Missouri. Tip game tips off at noon, uh, thankfully, so nobody has to spend any more time watching Missouri basketball. Carolina wins. Missouri covers. I do really? expect a letdown from the Cox. Okay. Got the big win over Kentucky. Validate yourself. Missouri stinks, so maybe you're not up for it. Listen, I'm starting to come around on South Carolina a little bit. Yeah, they might be better than I gave them credit for. Win at Arkansas, and then you've got this big opportunity at home. ESPN's in your building, I think. I think that was right. Of yeah. Course, yeah, of course it was right. Kentucky was there. Kentucky's <laughs> there, and they controlled the whole game. I bet the over in that game, and I said, Curtis, they've scored 17 points in the yeah. first seven minutes of this game. Dude, they slowed them down. There's no way. Yeah, they <clears> held them almost, what was it, close to 30 points under their season scoring average. Yeah. I like South Carolina, man. And I think, I think Missouri competed – got that game out of their system where they competed against Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. I like South Carolina, I think. Uh, I like that we're opposite on a lot of these. Okay, all right, all right. <clears throat> Florida is minus seven at home against Georgia, 11 a.m. tip-off. Florida minus seven against Georgia. Um, You know what? Give me Georgia to cover that. You know why? Because Mike White's about that life. Because I'm taking Florida? Because you're taking Florida. Mike, this is, you know what? As a matter of fact, Scotty, give me Georgia straight up. Oh, wow. Mike White revenge game. Here we okay. go. Here we go. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's all. That's my only reasoning for this. Georgia's just not at home. Otherwise, yeah, I'd take them. They survived a nail-biter the other night at home against LSU. Maybe should have lost that game. Probably so. You allow a full court pass on a base like oh yeah pass on, the, on the baseline out of bounds play with like what under two seconds under three yeah. seconds um that three deserved to go in Caleb Battle would have made that shot that's his shot it is his shot so you yeah know. catch it spin rotate the hips <clears> let that thing fly yeah yeah went in and out they deserve to lose that game yep um last one for you Texas okay. A&M is minus six at home against Ole Miss, that game will tip off at 7.30, primetime game. A&M minus six against Ole Miss. Give me the Aggies. Man, we're literally going the opposite way on all of these. <laughs> I like I Ole Miss it. to cover that because I'm not, like, I'm not <laughs> firm yet. I'm, like, I'm just not firm right now on Texas A&M. I don't think I'm firm on either one of them. I don't. I can't look at Ole Miss's performance against Arkansas and decide I want to buy in. Um, and they're wait, where's this game being played? Let me double check. I believe it is at Texas A and M. Okay, if it's at A and M, I'm 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 gonna go A and M. Texas A and M is at home <coughs> against Ole Miss. Okay, yeah, give me the Aggies. Why not? I like Ole Why Miss not? to cover. Okay, I, like I got it. burned last time trying to bet Ole Miss <laughs> to cover on, uh, as a road <laughs> underdog. I'm sure all that'll go right. Hopefully people listen to the last half of this. Yeah, so either take Curtis's picks or take my pick. Yeah. Or my picks. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much went the opposite way on all of them. Exactly. 
except for Mississippi State, we're on board yeah. with Mississippi State. Tolu Smith bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And it would do – I think it would do my heart some good to just see Auburn lose a second game in a row. Yeah. Since yeah. they didn't cover for me last night, screw them. I want to see everybody suffer – at this point, Jalen Williams, you can get a, a three point off a three pointer off in less than point six seconds. Come on, brother. Yeah. Oh, dude. Come on, brother. Yeah. I, I I feel for you for that one. Do not second guess yourself on, on any Saturday. Of these picks. Do not do it. Okay. Just just go for it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna not second guess myself for <laughs> once, and you're gonna hit every freaking one of yours. I hope so. I <laughs> I hope that's what happens. Just fade me. <laughs> oh man. Okay, well, you know what, Scotty? I feel like my vibes are better at the end of this than they this were at the good. beginning. Yeah, there's a little bit of therapy. We got in the weeds, and uh, but then we looked ahead at some exciting stuff. I feel I feel pretty good but about it. But you know it. why the vibes are good? Because we didn't talk about Arkansas Ole Miss, and we didn't yep. talk about Arkansas-Kentucky. That's other right. Other than Kentucky can name their score. Exactly. Name their margin. Yes. That's it. And the keg is working not, in the I'm, office. It is working in the office. <laughs> It's working in the office, but yeah, I think that yeah, I think that's that's why the vibes are good. Yeah, we've done it. You got anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm good, I don't man. Think it was good. Yeah. I'm good. Hope so this is a good way for everybody to start their Friday. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, then we're gonna get out of here. Then um, college game day is coming to town. Oh, uh, yeah. For for those who care about the Razorbacks basketball team, still college game day is coming here, um, and so that's going down in Fayetteville in Bud Walton Arena. As I understand it, it's like an open to the public deal on Saturday. Uh, so that's cool. Like, I'm excited for that. We're going to be down there. We're going to check it out. Um, we'll see if it lights some sort of, of fire or maybe a, a very small candle um, under the rear ends of, of the Razorbacks. Uh, but who knows? We're going to enjoy the game. We're going to break it down. We're going to cover it. And uh, we're going to continue to talk about some some weird and interesting stuff in A-State sports. I have some event details um, oh. for college game day. Okay, good, good. Obviously, it's at Bud Walton Arena, free and open to the public. Get out there. Student Gates. 8:30. Okay. Public gates 9. Show begins at 10. Is that that's it's that's where basketball and football game day differs. I think basketball is just an hour. Yeah. Um and then, you know, obviously the game all gates open at at 3, tip off at 5. Let's see what else is there. Oh, promotion. Uh they're doing a red glow the first 12,000 fans get a uh LED light stick and the first 1500 students get a t-shirt. Hey. Don't know what's on the t-shirt. Might might just be a Plain Hanes, white tee. Yeah. Show up, get some gear, get on TV. Why not? Cheer on the Razorbacks. They need you. They need you. I might just be missing something with the T-shirt, but I just, yeah, I don't. Oh, receive a Bring the Energy T-shirt, courtesy of Bud Anderson. How about oh, that? There you go. Bring the Energy. Yeah. Remember when that, where did they play that? They played that. Um, in, in Tulsa. In Tulsa after Eric got ejected. <laughs> yes. That was electric, dude. That was that was electric. <laughs> Maybe the most underrated yeah, moment the of, the of the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's all I got. Yeah, we're out of here. That That's that's exactly what we need to leave on. Um, leave, but bring the energy. That's, that's, the, uh, the energy. that's the mantra right now. All right. It's been fun. Pot at the Palace. We appreciate you guys. We will uh, be back on Monday. Looking forward to it. It's been Scotty Bordelon, Curtis Wilkerson with Night State Sports. Catch you guys next week.